All right, back with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Let's talk about heated and divisive political rhetoric as we head towards the November election. And it's going to be an interesting one, especially with uh, some of the lines that are being drawn here and some of the uh, words that are being spoken uh, by those seeking higher office. Uh, And uh, those who are currently in office or who are looking to maintain control of Congress, for instance. Uh, So I want to get your thoughts on some of this. Uh, Of course, we've got a variety of different voices here that we're going to hear from. uh, But uh, to hear from you on how we uh, try to uh, pull back from this type of rhetoric. Uh, And again, 217-629-7970. That's the phone number for you to chime in here on Springfield's Morning News, 217-629-7970. Uh, Let's hear from uh, President Joe Biden last week uh, during a political rally, uh, just uh, briefly mentioning here uh, what uh, what he uh, thinks about uh, a certain class of Republicans that he labels. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. So uh, he doesn't respect these MAGA Republicans, uh, the, the president says. And then he apparently went on to talk about uh, how um, some of the, the Republicans are, um, what did he call, uh, semi-fascist? Uh, so again, here's uh, President Joe Biden uh, reacting to a question about what he meant uh, by calling some Republicans semi-fascist. What do you mean by semi-fascism, will. You know what I mean. What do you mean by semi-fascism, sir? You will... You know what I mean. So he says, you know what I mean. Uh, So, again, uh, some of this uh, very divisive rhetoric being used, not just by uh, President Joe Biden, but you've also got uh, the the New York governor, uh, Kathy Hochul. Uh, She as well has been uh, pretty uh, pretty divisive in her rhetoric. And here's what she had to say recently uh, about uh, Republicans in New York City and New York State. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town, get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. So uh, again, Kathy Hochul uh, was not elected governor. She became governor uh, because of um, uh, the, the former governor, Andrew Cuomo, uh, essentially being ejected out of there. Uh, So she's looking to actually be elected, uh, and she's going up against a Republican, Lee Zeldin. Uh, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Good morning. Your thoughts? Good morning, Greg. You know, as I listen to Lori Lightfoot blame racism and the governor trying to say whatever he wants to, the president saying the kinds of hateful things that he's saying, and they want to know where all the violence is coming from. Well, it starts with our leadership. They have they have done nothing but fight with each other and blame each other and then say that all cops are racist. Well, that it creates a dividing line, and that came from the top. The president's a good example of it. The governor's a good example of it. The mayor's a good example of it. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you don't figure out a way to start getting along, the people below you are going to do the same thing. They're not going to get along. Well, and not just people below you, but uh, people that you have a difference of opinion with, right? I mean, how can we have an honest dialogue if uh, you're going to be calling people, uh, you know, uh, semi-fascists, for instance? Sure. It started years ago when people said, you have to respect me. But the problem was, is that they weren't respecting you. 
And so, so, you know, it's like, well, you need to respect me. You need to, you know, respect my opinion. You should appreciate and accept me for who I am. It's like, I'll respect you, but I might not have the same viewpoint as you. And if that means you're not going to respect me because I don't have your viewpoint, that's your problem, not mine. Well, and again, uh, President Joe Biden saying that uh, he doesn't respect, quote, MAGA Republicans. Appreciate the call. Uh, And speaking of uh, the president uh, saying that uh, some Republicans are, quote, semi-fascist, here's what uh, former uh, governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, had to say about that uh, recently on Fox News. But the lap, I mean, of all things, fascism, where's he been the last two years? If anything, that sounds more like the liberal mayors and governors who shut our economy and our schools down or talk about clamping down on individual liberties, the vaccine or the mass mandates, or even suppressing uh, the rights of opponents or, or trying to suppress the opposition. That sounds a lot like uh, this uh, disinformation governance board or some of the actions of big tech. It certainly doesn't sound like those people are trying to stand up for freedom. So, again, uh, uh, Scott Walker uh, talking about this uh, and uh, raising questions about uh, <laughs> if we're going to start using the label fascist, uh, maybe we need to uh, uh, you know delve a bit deeper into what the actual term means and what we've seen happen the past two years, uh, two and a half years with COVID lockdowns and uh, trying to tamp down on uh, certain types of speech. Um, and then we get to Illinois. Now, Governor J.B. Pritzker, he's on the campaign trail. Uh, he was out all weekend and most of last week and uh, apparently using the rhetoric hate is on the ballot. He said that a recent stop. I'm so excited for this election because I know we can win, but it's going to be a fight. He said hate is on the ballot in Illinois this year. Hate has no place in Illinois. Uh, so the governor has similar types of rhetoric. Uh, but then you get into a little bit of uh, the minutia here of like political messaging, for instance. Uh, you've heard about this uh, and you've likely seen it if you're watching TV or online streaming content. Uh, an ad from uh, people who play by the rules pack. And it's critical of Democrats, and in particular, what they called the summer of joy out of Chicago, uh, and highlighting how it's not been joyful in Chicago, that crime's through the roof, and things possibly could get worse with prosecutors uh, raising issue with the issue of uh, no cash bail that's set to start January 1st, if nothing's done to reverse that. But apparently it showed a picture of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, and Lightfoot reacted to that picture being shown Uh, And here's what she had to say uh, at a recent news conference where uh, Lori Lightfoot was asked about uh, uh, the coloration of that particular political ad. Here she is. But to to use the oldest racist tropes that there are to make the scary black woman even blacker, to show scary black men on TV and to say to the suburbs, i.e. the white people, you don't want this coming to your town, so vote for Darren Bailey, that is the height of racism and cynicism, and we don't need it anywhere, certainly not in our politics, and we definitely don't mean it if we're going to try to bring people together and solve problems. I believe very strongly in regionalism. I have done that from the very beginning of my administration. We have so many things that we can work on together, transportation, water policy, the environment, and of course, public safety. But an ad like that is so offensive, it shouldn't even be part of the public discourse. They didn't alter anything. And that that video is all from Chicago. They got that video from We can prove that that's not not true. So again, um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot reacting to that, uh, the 
kind of uh, saying that there's a, a a racist dog whistle in that ad. Uh, but apparently the ad just merely used uh, some some kind of graphics package that kind of darkens everything, right? I mean, when you look at political ads and you start unpacking political ads, uh, you can see that uh, you know, it's, it's best to put somebody in a negative light by taking a photo of them upwards and getting their, you know, showing their nostrils or, you know, putting them next to somebody else and uh, maybe darkening a bit and some, some, just some film scratches on it to make it look somewhat sinister and so on. Um, but uh, for for Lightfoot to say that simply having a representation of her um, as as a darker skinned individual uh, raised uh, substantial um, fear in people. Uh, Democratic State Representative LaShawn Ford, a black man, uh, reacted to Lightfoot making that assumption that the darker your skin color is, the more scary you are. Uh, LaShawn Ford, as a, a darker-skinned black man, uh, appeared with uh, WIND's Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson last week, and uh, here was his reaction to uh, Lightfoot's assertion that uh, you're somehow scarier if you're a darker-skinned person. But you don't come out against the color of your skin when it could really make person that color be offended. I mean, the color that you had her in is just a little shade darker than me. And so we cannot play, even if you are offended, you have to have thicker skin to avoid that issue. Yeah. Well, do you think you just can't do it? Yeah, yeah. Do you think the black- so again, uh, that was um, uh, LaShawn Ford speaking to Dan Proft and uh, Amy Jacobson um, last week. Uh, saying that uh, it's it's a horrible assertion to make that uh, you know the darker your skin the, the somehow scarier you are uh, and saying uh, that that's not the hill that anybody should die on uh, so all of this compounding all of this compounding uh, to I think in a way uh, backfire a bit uh, and how I, I I see this possibly backfiring is recently on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience a very popular podcast uh, Joe Rogan had on. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, NFL quarterback who's sparked controversy. Uh, and they talked a bit about uh, what's what's going on politically uh, and how exactly uh, we can somehow rebound from this. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, uh, I think, in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. So, again, uh, Joe Rogan's uh, answer to this is, uh, you know, if you're if you're fed up with, with the COVID lockdown policies, with... Uh, the, the the rhetoric that we that we see happening uh, across the spectrum, uh, he says, you know, I think uh, the, the 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 thing people should do again. Joe Rogan saying this is to vote Republican. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic, and I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So, what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs>
<laughs> so, uh, again, what's going to happen here? Uh, I don't know, uh, but uh, we'll obviously watch it all and get your reaction to it. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. You can always follow along. Just find me online. Search out Bishop on Air, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all one word, Bishop on Air, and we can connect that way.